You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex is happening in the marriage bed. This episode is brought to you by CovenantSpice.com, the fun, safe, and affordable way for Christian couples to take their sex life to the next level. Here are your hosts, Dr. Corey Allen and Shannon Efridge. So I think it's only appropriate to just jump right in because this is just right on my mind because... You know, with the, all the online stuff I do with Sexy Marriage Radio and Simple Marriage and, you know, just the coding geek that sometimes I get in to be. Um, but I'm so grateful that you are. <laughs> perfect. I know nothing about that. But I, I spend most mornings, if I don't have clients, I head to Panera because they have Wi-Fi and I can sit and have some coffee and just kind of work. And it's also an interesting time because some mornings when I'm there, that's the place that the couples that are uh, struggling may come to uh, hash some things out. <laughs> and, and so I'm sitting there watching a couple this morning that, boy, it looked like there was something going on. You know, Was there it, some smoke coming out of her ears? Yeah, she was uh, pointing quite a bit. And oh. um, he ha- he was assuming the appropriate, I'm listening to you and I'm taking it only to a point posture. And he wasn't, you know, I- I've seen some was, that, like where they've stormed out. And it's like, whoa, that this one, was, at least they were sticking with it. But it sounds like he was doing the, I love you, but don't tell me what to do stance. That that might have been it, or it could have just been he was trying to explain something (laughs) that that has occurred in their or outside of their relationship. And so it's just one of those interesting moments of just watching people. And, And I sit there and think about, you know, we get a chance to speak into people with sexy marriage radio and they get a chance to tell us what's going on and what their questions are and thoughts and comments and praise and all the different things and And frustrations and And the way you can do that is you send emails to us at feedback at sexy marriage radio.com you also can jump on itunes give us any kind of review and comment there that helps us climb the charts and continue to spread the message that married sex is the hotbed of fantastic sex Mm -hmm. so one of the things that keeps coming up and i would imagine this is going on in this couple that was happening this morning is I couldn't read lips and I don't try. Um, and they were too far away to actually hear what was said. Sometimes I've had couples sitting right next to me and I want to so badly just pull out a card and say, Hey, would you like <laughs> me to start the clock? You know, <laughs> um, but Can I be of service, right. To- uh, sign this disclosure and we'll get started. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's one of those that I can imagine she might have thought he was being selfish. He might have thought she was being selfish. Because and both could be true. Absolutely, it could be because selfishness—you know—it's there. It's—it's it's a thing that occurs. And it's and it's contagious. Yes, Let's be it real. Is. Yes, it when is. When we sense that someone's being selfish, we kind of we we mirror that back. I think sometimes. Well, to me, this is the argument I give my couples all the time: that selfishness. The interesting thing about it is, if you just frame it this way. The only time somebody calls you being selfish, you know, like if I say, Shannon, you're being selfish, it's because I don't want you to do what you're doing. So I'm being it, selfish by calling you out to being selfish. Exactly. It's because <laughs> you're not getting your way. <laughs> yes, exactly. I mean, come on. And, and marriage is definitely a place where that happens over and Hello. over again. Yeah. There are so many things to negotiate in living together under the same roof, raising the same kids, having the same checking accounts, et cetera, et cetera, that it's easy to be selfish or it's easy to recognize selfishness in our spouse. Yes, it is. (laughs) Yeah. So, so I, I think that we need to go there. Let's do it. 
yeah, I, I think that we need to go there because I have to be um, very honest. There've been a few emails that have come in lately that my heart just thinks about how selfishness they are being. And okay. I can tell that like from their stance of how they're typing this out, I can tell that they're in pain. So I don't mean to make light of anyone's pain. Right. My, my philosophy, what I'm always saying at Women at the Well workshops is that your pain is sacred. Yeah, Everybody's pain is very, very sacred. So I don't mean to make light of it. But sometimes you do have to wonder, do you realize how selfish that sounds? Right. Um, and so, for example, I know that we've been talking about this a lot lately, but we still get emails almost weekly about this. Women saying, my husband doesn't give me orgasms or he doesn't give me very frequent orgasms. Okay. Uh, did he just, it's like a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. And he moves on mm -hmm. and there's not a lot of focus on what she needs or what she would enjoy. Uh, and I think that that's selfish. Why would a couple not make sure that this is a mutually beneficial experience where both of them have their triggers tripped, uh, you know, have their orgasm, feel the need to smoke their cigarette on the side of the bed before they go to sleep? You know, obviously, um, right. not literally, but figuratively Metaphor. speaking. Yes. Yeah. Why? How can someone engage in that act and not at least be sensitive enough to ask? may I offer you the same? What can I do for you now? If you've been the recipient of mind-blowing pleasure, isn't the natural thing to do is, is to then turn that around and offer that back? How no, can you just no, turn that, no, over? Hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's not, the that's not the natural thing to do for everybody in the human race. Help me understand. Because there are um, givers and there are takers. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, but and, you acknowledge I mean, that the takers are being selfish. Okay, um, I, yes, but it's not just in bed. They're probably being selfish. This is probably just their modus operandi. They're just takers, yeah. They're, that's, I can imagine a wife that complains that uh, he never rarely spends time for her pleasure. Mm -hmm. Also complains he's involved in too many other extracurricular activities. He doesn't help out around the house. He doesn't, he's not involved in the kids because he's involved in his own life, period. That's it. So you're saying that the, it fits a profile. That's who he is. Hmm. Or that's who I, she is. I'm really glad I'm not married to that guy. Well, I, well that relationship for you would have been short-lived or you would have beat him into submission, metaphorically speaking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because- I think that, you're right. <laughs> because that's part of, uh, I mean, just, just from what I understand of you and Greg, that's, that's part of- what marriage is, is we refine each other. And so we have this component of ourself that we seek and we want and the needs and the desires and whatever. And then we come up against our partner and we have to decide, okay, how do I still seek what I want, but yet give and be gracious and show compassion and be tender. I mean, and that's just, that's just the reality of a relationship to me. That's the whole point. Yeah. But isn't part of the growing process the recognition that this is a pretty one-sided arrangement and I'm on the winning end, therefore my spouse must be on the losing end? Right. And to kind of balance those scales a little bit? Okay, but let me ask you this. And this would be to the wife that has this complaint, and I'm just going to be completely stereotypical. Just okay. because that's what we're talking about with some of the, some of the now. emails. Well, that's sure. some of the emails we're talking about. And also, if we, th if we let's just be honest— a husband's orgasm is a little bit easier to obtain than a woman's. 
Right. You stroke it's it enough, more it's readily measured. Happen. Yeah, you stroke it enough, it's going to happen. <laughs> right. <laughs> Come on. I mean, that's not always it, the case, but yeah. And you, and you know when you can stop and move on to something else because it's evident. The signs right. are, are there. Right. It's fairly obvious. Yeah. But if if you're if she's complaining that I don't get the attention to bring about my pleasure, is she telling him, is she speaking up in the sense of being directive or is she speaking up in the sense of complaining? There's a huge difference. In the and way those two hear that. and the way those two were received. Okay. So what what are your recommendations? To the woman who's listening and this is her life story, tell her how to approach a man in a way that he is going to respond with the Well, I, I think with, it's being directive. It's it's being in the moment coaching. It's being um, engaged in that process for yourself. But you know, for a woman who's that sexually frustrated, if this has been going on a while, it's hard to keep the criticism out of it. So model that for us, Corey Allen. Well, the criticism, there's nothing wrong with criticism. Okay. Uh, th that's okay. The, the, I, I just want to make sure that's very clear because we say critical things. You know, okay. hey, I don't like when you do that. That's a criticism. <laughs> okay. You know? And so you're, you're referring to criticism as in a critique. You're just – right. You're stating a fact. I, most, sometimes it can, be, it can become an after the fact. How come you never blah, 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 blah? Well, then he's going to immediately be defensive. But if you're in the middle of sex and it's progressing and like you've got, all right, let's go the route of you're in the middle of foreplay and you've got something going on and he's ready to transition to intercourse because then, and then, you know, all bets are off. He, it's just about him and he's not going to hang around afterwards or he's going to be asleep. So you need to, if he starts to make a move to penetrate, you just, no, 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 not yet. I want to, it's okay to say, I want to come first. Right. Or. You're not done yet. Okay. Or, or you can take a quick dip, but don't cross the finish line because I want to do some other things before sure. it's all said and done. Sure. Or just move and make him stop and, and move in a different position. Or, yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the difference so, of just really claiming what you want. And most men are very aroused by that. That I think that that she needs to hear again. Will you repeat that? That this is, this is something she needs to find the confidence to do because it actually is going to be received quite erotically. Right. Well, because most yeah, let me frame it this way: because most men take a great get a great deal of pleasure out of providing pleasure to their wife. There's mm -hmm. there's something about that. You know, that's we've said this several times. I've said this several times that nothing turns on a man more than a sexually turned on woman. So a woman that's aggressive in the sense of I want what I want with you and I want mm -hmm. this for me with mm -hmm. you, mm -hmm. then that's usually in the moment received well. Good. After the fact, it, you know, that's where it may, uh, you know, maybe it could be framed in a conversation that where you're just talking about your sex life with each other and you're like, you know, hey, I really want you to do this or I really want this next time we're together. That could be arousing and a turn on. After the fact of you never this, you never that, I never, you know, that's, that's where it's kind of, it's defensive. Well, and using time. terms like always and never, right. or never sit well on the ears. Right. But hey, this brings to mind an email that we received from a listener recently that I, I was just delighted to, to read what she had written because it was so the opposite of this. She said, my husband loves turning me on. He loves giving me orgasm mm -hmm. after orgasm that that seems to be what he gets off on. But right. she said, quite frankly, Sometimes I'm just not up for the intensity 
of an orgasm, okay. especially multiple orgasms. Okay. And she said, sometimes I wish that he would just be satisfied just letting me give him a blowjob or giving him a quickie and then just snuggling next to him and going on to sleep. She said, I, I want him to feel the freedom to be selfish sometimes. Just let it be about him right. and not make it all about me all the time. And I thought, how great that, first of all, the, the, you have that problem. You know, how many women would love to have that problem? My husband wants to give me too many orgasms too often. But how great, though, that she wants him to feel the freedom to just let it be about him. So I think that there, it, you know, on the topic of selfishness, there is room for, for when it's okay to be selfish. And I think that the case in, in point that we've just been talking about of just a woman or a husband asking for what they want I don't know that I would clarify qualify that as selfishness necessarily, but I think being self assertive, being self confident, mm -hmm. um, yeah, just putting your own needs and wants and desires as a priority in the dynamic, right? Because she she yeah. wants she is being the she is being denied the pleasure he receives, yeah, of being able to provide somebody else pleasure. Okay, say that again. Do you understand what I'm saying? Are, are you talking about this most recent email that I said where she just wants, okay. She wants to I'm make the focus you. about him, and she wants right. to provide him pleasure. And if he's not allowing it because he only wants to give her pleasure, she's denying the power and the pleasure he has. There is something to that. There is totally something yeah. to that. Yeah. That it, uh, I read it recently. I'm reading a novel right now uh, called Middlesex. Uh, fascinating novel. Won a Pulitzer Prize, written a few years ago. But um, in it, there's a quote from Kissinger where, where he said, power is the best aphrodisiac. Mm -hmm. And so basically you're saying that this would actually be a huge turn on for her to make it that she's providing him pleasure and it's all about him with no expectation that she should turn around and be the recipient. Right. Well, it's just that that's the whole power exchange that happens in, in marriage and in sex is that if I only, I mean, that's the same thing as sex is just about me. That it's all just about my orgasms, none of yours. That's just the power I get out of it. And I'm going to deny you it by not letting you have an orgasm. So it, the undercurrent is still the same. Of I have the yeah. power to bring pleasure to somebody else. And if I don't allow them to have that same power, then that's, that's fairly that's manipulative. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's, fair, that's fairly cruel, even. Yeah. I'm sure that there are many men going, I would let her be on top. I would let her do anything that I do to her. But I think that women are slower to grasp their power in bed. Yeah. Quite frankly, I think that they often take the passive role. They often assume the flat of their back. I'll well, just, okay. You know, this is also, this is also the, the low, no desire power of, I have power over my partner because they, I have what they want and I know it. So I can wield that as I wish. I mean, that's, we need to come to grips with because selfishness to me gets a bad rap. Okay. We're not selfish enough. What we try to do <laughs> is we try to be undercurrent, manipulative, selfish, rather than above board, honest, selfish. That's the huge difference to me. I, I love how you turn things on <laughs> their head. You know, I, I love how you just, it, it's like you rotate the whole scene yeah. around and we'd look at it from the back door or whatever. And it's like, Oh wow. That's actually very, very true. 
Uh, yeah, I would totally agree with that. Okay. It's the manipulation. It's the subtlety. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the... I, I want to act like I'm so giving and loving by just giving you pleasure, but I'm not going to let you do the same to me. That's total manipulation and cruel even. Yeah. If I'm trying to yeah. act like I'm not doing it. If I'm straight out with, you know, I just don't like that. I like doing it to you. Well, then that's something I've got to grow and learn because that's something I, I want you to experience as well. And I'm trying to think in my mind, like, why would a person take that route in order to manipulate? And then it became obvious. We just did a show on it. Of just, it gets him or her uh, sex more often. Of I just want to give this to you. Yeah. I just want to give this to you. Yeah. When really, it's not as much about them as it is about you yeah. wanting Perfect. the sex. Perfect. But if you come at it from the angle of, I want to do this for you, then you look like the hero. Well, yeah. I mean, that's from what I know of you and Greg. And Greg's, because you've mentioned several times on the show where he's come in and said, you know, tonight you're the main attraction. You know, the, your pleasure is the main attraction. So yep. I, this is just about you. When from, he says, I want to give you an orgasm and that's his agenda. Okay. Yeah. But for what I know of him, and I, I would be willing to bet if I, if we went to dinner and had a, a drink, he and I, I could ask uh -huh. him this straight out. I could tell him, I could say, dude, you know exactly what you're doing with that, don't you? And he's like, oh yeah, I do. I'm setting up the stage. <laughs> For more, because she's recognizing I can do this just for you, and I want to honor you in this, but it's also going to keep things going down the road. And that's and that may be wrong, true, but there's nothing wrong with that. That's my that's that, my point. That that may be true, but I think that more accurately, he would probably say that because she takes that stance with me often, there you go. I want to make sure and keep the the tables you know, yeah. or, or the teeter-totter balance. Let's keep them relatively equal. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. It, that Greg is the type of person okay. that he's going to be uncomfortable if he feels like all he ever does is receive. He's going to well, want yeah. to make sure that there's equilibrium the there. The credits and debits accounts aren't going to be at matched. <laughs> exactly. I Everything has to balance about. out on the spreadsheet. I have a zero at the end. I got <laughs> this, it. The spreadsheet. I'll have to use that line with him. <laughs> <laughs> but let's go. Let's go play with the spreadsheet. But it's dude. still, it's still one of those. <laughs> That, you know, it, it, as long as I'm, you know, it's like early on in my marriage, I would do things for, to pay, for Pam, you know, mm -hmm. that had nothing to do with sex, but it was about sex. Mm -hmm. And I acted like I was all innocent and, oh, no, I'm not trying to get in your pants with this. I'm not. Oh, no. And now I recognize when, when I do something and it's nice and gracious and generous or whatever, and it's just kind of it's my character. If she pulls the, you're just wanting sex, aren't you? And I'm like, that's not all I want. You know, so it's just. But it's an, okay to admit that that is part of the dynamic. Absolutely it is. Because that's, that's vulnerability. Part, that's part of what's going on. <laughs> I mean. But I love that answer, though. Because you're saying yes, but yeah, not exclusively. Right. And I'm not ashamed of it. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you. And, and that, that confidence is, has got to be sexy to Pam. I think it is. And I think it also is it's it's more true because that's when now we've moved into that's what marriage is designed for. It's a working of me. It's a refining of me of do I try to skirt what's going on or am I honest about it? Right. That's the difference. Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple of other topics uh, underneath the selfishness umbrella that I want to touch on in okay. addition to just orgasm. Do you think that when people shut down sexually, that they are ultimately just being selfish? When they don't want to do the, when, when they don't want to be engaged at all, 
or when they don't want to do something, I, I guess it's, let's look at this in two different scenarios because one scenario is he wants to do things or she wants to do things that just make me uncomfortable. That right. stretches me way outside yeah. my comfort zone. Whereas the other scenario would be, I, I'm just not interested in being sexual with you. Is would that, you label that as selfishness? Wow. There's a whole lot you would need to know about that. Um, What's some of the first questions you would ask a couple who comes in and it's that one of them really wants sex and the other one really doesn't. Um, I would, I would just explore both of them of what's gone on, what's happened. Um, what, you know, describe for me how this has, how you've reached this point. Um, what's contributed to it, what's going on with each of you externally, as far as life goes. Um, cause lots of times you, you then are dealing with the, there's something else there that helps make right. sense of it. But if it's just a general systemic thing of one of them is just, no, I'm just not interested in sex. Then I would ask straight out to that person, male or female, do you live that way? Or do you try to act like you still are, but then you pull the, pull the reins in, you know, are you doing yeah. enough to try to keep them <laughs> so that they don't go anywhere so that they still have, the possibility or are you, are you trying, are you just straightforward? No, that's just not something I'm interested in. If that means I lose you, then so be it. Yeah. When I start digging as to what's the root cause of an aversion to sex, what I usually find there is some form of, some form of abuse, right? Is that it, it represents something totally different right. to that low desire spouse or no desire spouse. Let's, right. let's be honest. This is not just low desire. This is no desire. Right that they have associated it with pain, degradation. Um, it just, right. it's scary and they just don't want to go there. And yeah. uh, it also brings to mind a recent email where a woman was saying, we're newlyweds, but we've only had sex a handful of times in the past year. And then she went on to explain that her husband had some weight issues and I think some problems with employment. And so I, my guess is his self-esteem was probably in the gutter. And so, he had shut down sexually, mm -hmm. but I, and, and I'm, I want to be you know sensitive to the fact, you know, these are real world problems mm -hmm. that do impact your libido. There's no way around it, but I think that it's very selfish not to go and get help for those issues because there is help to be had right. for weight and health issues. There is help to be had on gaining employment. There's help to be had in overcoming sexual abuse and trauma and all that. There's help right. so to suffer in silence and expect that your partner just has to be okay with that that's selfish yes do you, do you agree with me there yeah it well it is because there's that's where this is the whole it's it's more about life than it is just sex that right there's how, a broader picture right how am i handling my life and what's going on and because and in essence it's if you are a partner that i mean how do you say this straight i might i might ruffle feathers here but here we go um, that's okay yeah i know so the wife complains because the husband has no libido. But does she just is she taking a passive role and not aggressive, not seeking it? Mm. You know, does she not say anything? Does she not initiate? Does she That's, not entice? Does she not invite? Does she not? You know, those kinds of things. Send signals, right? Yeah. Because most, well, not not even just send signals. Be upfront of look. Right. I want sex. Yeah. I don't think that that should ruffle many feathers well, because, I just think is that it, because you, when, then you, when you reverse on, those roles, yeah. when you reverse those roles, we're always telling husband yeah. to, you know, ask for what you need right. or, you know, but you know, the, the, the issue is that, that then paints women 
oh, because then you get the upbringing of, I can't want this, you know, and that's the whole. It's that good girls don't. Right. We've talked about that before, and I, I don't want to be seen that way. It's like, no, 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 hold on. That's that's the whole point of you growing into you and being a sexually confident wife, sexually confident husband, whatever it is. And, and I, I think men want a vixen in bed. Yeah. They do. They want to know that he's she's only a vixen with him. He doesn't have to. He doesn't want to have to worry that she's being a vixen all around town. But in the bedroom, he wants a woman who's willing to ask for what she needs, who knows what right. she wants. Right. Who pursues what she wants right. that has that confidence. And I think that a woman wants the same thing. Right. So this is a, this is not a stereotypical. He wants, she wants, no. she says, yeah, says it's just, this is across the board. It's sexy to be with a person who knows what they want and isn't afraid to go there. Right. And to try to create it for themselves. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what do you say about the person whose complaint is, but my spouse wants to do this particular activity? you fill in the blank, whether that's oral or whether that's role play right. or whether that's, you know, making sex or making love, having sex out in the backyard in the private, you know, behind right. the privacy fence or just whatever it is. And that person says, no, not going to happen. Are they being selfish or are they just being assertive with, I can't go for that, which we actually did a show on. Yeah, I we did. Um, well, again, got to have more context to know, but it's just the whole question of, if I have some sort of a, you know, hey, no, I have some morals that go against that, then I'm not being selfish. I'm standing up for me, and you're going to have to come to grips with that. Okay. So yeah. if it's a moral issue, yeah, you think that that's okay. What yeah. if it's not a moral issue? Well, then it's just about what what make, what's comfortable, and it's just a question of am I willing to expand my comfort zone for the sake of somebody else's pleasure versus not? This is your statement of maybe you need to at least try it before you know because sometimes we make we say no out of ignorance. Right. And we were anything some, unfamiliar is uncomfortable. Sometimes we just need to experiment and try first. But again, it just it also depends because you're talking about the character of the people we're talking we're, that are involved. If you're right. involved in somebody that's a terrorist, quote unquote, you know, because we we have to face facts. Lots of us are, are are married to emotional terrorists. Yeah. And we also have to realize we are one as well. We can be, yeah. yeah. So we totally can. It's it's recognizing if if I know, you know, because I've seen I've had this in my office before of a wife that's not willing to try things because she does not trust her husband because her character his character is he's not trustworthy. <laughs> you know, right? He won't he say if she says no, he won't stop. You know, and so it's well, of course you're not going to then tiptoe near things because he's demonstrated. I'm not trustworthy. I'm I'm not a man of character that can handle. No. Right. But, and I agree with everything that you said, but there's all those, also the scenarios where, you know what? Their spouse is very trustworthy. Right. And this really is about wanting to take things to a deeper level of frivolity or, right. or passion right. or connection or whatever. And there was a word that you used a minute ago that would just created a big red flag for me. You said it's about someone else's pleasure it's not just about someone else's pleasure. It's about your right. spouse's pleasure. This is not just about Fair a enough. guy that you're a person that you're right. dating or somebody you're some trying to impress. Person on the street. Like, this is this is the person you've committed your life to exploring these things with. And so, yeah, my recommendation is at least explore. Don't assume that you don't want to go there or do that yeah. until you've experienced it at least 
a handful of times yeah. because the first time is probably not going to go well. Let's just be real. And, you know, I had mentioned on the last show that we had done something no, totally new on our honeymoon. And that thing that we had done that was totally new, it, it, I actually have to correct that statement. It wasn't totally new. We had actually tried that before a long time ago. But it did not go well that first time. And we assumed that that was off the, the plate. Right. But this time it totally flew. And we kind of asked ourselves, what's the difference? Right. It's the exact same activity, but what's the difference? And I think it was simply where we were in the relationship. Sure. So just because something doesn't work for you in a particular season in your relationship doesn't mean that you might not eventually blossom and grow into that yeah. and find a lot of pleasure and get a lot of kicks out of that. Yeah. Okay. So one more question, Corey, okay. on the selfishness front. And I know that we're running out of time here, so I'll make it quick. We got an email from someone saying that um, they have not had the same bedroom in a long time because he is a big snorer okay. and she wrestles with depression and anxiety and really needs her sleep. Right. And he wants to come back into the marriage bed and she's like, uh, nope, nothing's yep. changed. Yep. So what's he done to address the snoring? Exactly. <laughs> That's my question. That that was immediately, I was like, if you're just expecting her to lay awake all night long, right. night after night, just so you can have a warm body next to you, I'm sorry, but you're being selfish. Yeah. Go to the doctor, get the oral appliance, have the surgery, whatever needs to be done. Right. But and, until you can let her sleep, then you can't expect her to share your bed. Right. Bed okay. is also for sleeping. It's not just for sex. Right. And, let, and let me come at this from the other side, too. The wife, who is now a mother, and it, and prides herself on being an affectionate mom, and prides herself on being a great caregiver to her children, and allows them to sleep in their bed, and allows them to do these different things. <laughs> there, I was wondering where you were going right. with this. So you said allows the kid to sleep in her so bed for for far too long, you know, or yeah. So it's just this whole no, no, no. My breasts are now only for the kids. I mean. Is she being selfish? Isn't that almost an undercurrent of cruel? Just mm. like the guy that I'm not going to address my snoring, but you better allow me in the bed. It, that, that reminds me of a scene in the same novel that I'm reading where uh, the, the guy is narrating about watching his wife deal with their newborn son who has taken all of yes. her energies yes. away. And that it was so arousing to him, ar arousing and frustrating at the same time, that she watched him as, or he watched her as she rubbed diaper cream on his bottom and powdered it. And, and like he was just in vivid detail describing right. what all she was doing to this baby's private parts, but that she wouldn't have anything to do with his. Yeah. See, yeah. It was, it was a really sad scene to read, but it's yeah. like, there's got to be a lot of men who feel that way. Oh, man. Well, and that's just it, though. That's where. Selfishness. But she doesn't think she's being selfish. Right. But see, self that's where selfishness gets a bad rap because we need to recognize that sometimes selfishness is not selfishness, it's cruelty. That's what it is. Yeah. 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 And it's not that he wants diaper cream and powder. Uh, he just wants some sort of cream. He, he <laughs> <laughs> internally produced is the preferred Either type. way. I mean, come on. Yeah, but yeah, it, it doesn't have to be either or. It's not that you have to pay attention to your husband or the kids. You can do both. But as they get older, yeah, you need to kick them out of your marriage bed. That's one of the worst dynamics in the world is to have a three-year-old or a five-year-old who's right. still expecting to be in the marriage bed. Yeah. And it's okay to be selfish and say it's time to have the kid have their own room. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to be selfish to say when you fix the snoring problem, you're welcome back in the bedroom. But until then, I have to have my sleep. Yeah. 
I, I gotta that's, close that's this. about survival. Yeah, I gotta close yeah, this I'll out. Shut up. This, this is this I'll is a phrase up. from Schnarch. This is from an article he wrote a long time ago. And he says, So it's it's important that we do everyone a favor. Realize you're living with an emotional terrorist. Someone who occasionally or frequently does things knowing it will hurt someone else and feels entitled rather than guilty. Someone who can be vindictive, punitive, and withholding. And after you realize you have to deal with this kind of person day after day, you can then turn your attention to your mate's flaws too. You got applause like twice in yeah, a short Yeah, I mean that's a time. great that's a great <laughs> phrase because I think we need to realize that in ourselves that I think you need to post that on your website. That we play that kind of role a lot and if we don't acknowledge it we're we're just being abusive and cruel. And that's where selfishness needs to be flipped to where how can I be above board with what I'm seeking? Yep. I totally agree. This hey, was a great show. I love it. This is fun. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks for taking some time out of your day and spending it with us. Let us know what you think feedback at sexymarriageradio.com we want to hear from you so wherever you are whatever you're doing i hope that it leads to some more above board honestly seeking what you want in your marriage and in your bed we'll see you next time yep love you for listening